Welcome, dear educators, to this episode of the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you're already familiar with today's guest, 22-year teaching veteran Bill Hotter. He's a one in a bazillion kind of a person, a champion in his wildly diverse activities, yet a champion who retains the heart mind, and humility of a lifelong learner. In today's episode, Bill shares some of his insights and experiences around the all-important topic of listening, a topic some consider to be a nearly insurmountable challenge, yet which Bill and I agree warrants far more attention and respect, because it's a worthwhile challenge that may take us out of our comfort zones but will definitely bring us into more meaningful connection. I, um, it is always my truly great pleasure and honor to interview Bill Hodder, who is a teacher of 22 years uh, experience. And as well, he's a champion jujitsu guy <laughs> and hockey yes. player. So just don't think you can mess around with this guy, ever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we're going to take on a really tough subject because you're a tough guy. And um, mm-hmm. I think this subject is at the heart of what we do as teachers, and it's listening. And I'm not talking about getting the kids to listen. I'm talking about us, the teachers, to listen. Yes. So. <laughs> and it's a huge challenge. And so I want to ask you, Bill, as a teacher, a kindergarten teacher, in real life, how often are you able to give your undivided attention, even for brief moments, to how many students do you have in your classroom this year? I have 29 five- and six-year-olds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, on average, I know you'll be honest with us, how often are you able to give, you know, just a quality moment of attention to you know, like that's real. I, I I was thinking about that question, and you know, throughout the day, I would say there are like micro moments mm-hmm. of undivided attention, mm-hmm. and it seems to go from like one moment to the next. So, if I was calculating, right, <laughs> using my mathematical mind, <laughs> it, number must be like in the thousands, right? Um, Wow. At the same, t- yeah. At the same time, um, I wonder, you know, how authentic each of those moments actually are. A lot of times, I'll hear a child say something in the day, and then later, after all the kids are gone and it's completely quiet in my classroom, I will think, "Oh my God, I remember when Jamie told me that." He needed to go to the bathroom and I didn't answer. And I, man, I hope he went to the bathroom, you know, like, like there are, are moments when like yeah. I hear something, but I actually, it doesn't register until all of the noise has quieted down. So, um, you know, like we, we've talked about this before, listening is probably the most important thing that I can do as a teacher in my mm-hmm. classroom. And not only the most important thing, but also the most challenging thing that I do in the classroom. Yeah. Um, 
especially in a kindergarten classroom. Like, you know, I've taught fifth grade, I've taught second grade. You know, I teach jujitsu to adults. And in the other grades and in, 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 you know, in the jujitsu class of adults, you don't have the number of people asking you questions, requiring your attention. I, I kind of use the analogy of baby birds in a nest. They are all chirping, Mr. Hotter, Mr. Hotter, I need a Band-Aid. Yeah. Jamie was mean to me. I fell off the monkey bars. I didn't eat. I'm hungry. I need to go to the bathroom. Will you tie my shoe? And it's <laughs> and they're just like one after another, after yeah. another. It's a, it's a continual loop of children trying to communicate their sure. needs to me. Yeah. And it almost feels like triage, like I have to discern the really important conversations that these kids are trying to have with me. And obviously safety, right? Like if some kid is, is literally in pain or hurt, I, I have to address that. And, but I will still listen to the six, seven, eight other kids that were in line trying to communicate with me. I might not, it might not register <clears throat> with me, like I just said, until after all the kids are gone, but I will then actually follow up. I'll, I'll write it down in my notebook and say, okay, I remember when Holly asked me this really important question. And when I see her tomorrow, I have to respond to it. No. So, so, uh, so, I mean, the question of like, like how many times, like whatever the number is, it needs to be higher. So <laughs> that's my final answer on that one. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, you certainly portrayed the challenge of actually giving all of your attention at any one yeah. moment throughout oh, the day. So hard. So hard. Yeah, it's the ultimate challenge of being a teacher of very young kids. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate your honesty. Um, and so, and I also. Well, okay, I want to ask another question. Um, Go for it. Do you, okay, so obviously you prioritize listening to individual mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. And um, when they're talking and when they're expressing themselves, how much do you prioritize them giving actual self-expression to the things that matter to them, not just their urgent, you know, I broke my, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. self-expression? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You know, I think uh, an important part of listening is active listening. So when I have small groups, I have a couple times a week, parents come in, and now I'm working in a group of five, and my ability to listen is has grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. And when a child and I have the time, and it's a small group, or if it's just one to one, I really try to give them an opportunity to express themselves. And what I'd like to do is I ask questions and I reflect back what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So if some, if a child says, uh, I don't understand, I, I can't figure this math problem out, for instance, I might say something like, well, it's, I'm hearing you say that this math is challenging you know, yes. And and I, and I, and I kind of coach them along, like, you know, growth mindset, add the word yet, of course, you know, I I don't get this math problem yet. So like I have them repeat it in a way that 
helps them realize that there's light at the end of this tunnel ah. that that they will eventually be able to put three uh, red cubes and two blue cubes together in a five cube tower like <laughs> i like i believe in them i believe in you you can yeah. i know you will accomplish this so um so letting them express themselves is is really important and wow i wish i had more time for it i i wish i could just somehow magically have 12 students <laughs> that yeah. would that would give me an opportunity to um to truly and i'll put this in air quotes listen right to the kids mm-hmm. um but i i think um there are moments actually when a lot of learning takes place when it's not um let's just call it instructional minute time right. be- before school right the kids that show up before school uh. um the kids that stay after school uh what's going on on the playground right recess which in our school the kindergarten teachers we all we're, we're responsible right we we stay with the kids on the playground and partially it's like okay time for us to like catch our breath but really not like <laughs> it, it right. is it, it is time we're still on and sure. and and those social emotional growth moments that take place there are very important and they will express how they feel and they will let you know that they're sad or they're lonely or they're angry right and dealing with you know working with 5 year olds you will get an honest expression from them <laughs> indeed <laughs> Yes. Nothing but yes. Yeah. Um, so did that did that kind of answer the question? Is that? Um, well, I think what I want to uh, dig down a little bit deep. Thank you for asking mm-hmm. if that answered it. Um, I want to dig a little deeper into: Have you noticed uh, a change in kids when you're you're hearing them, and then you switch over to really a hundred percent taking them in and listening, and even if it's just you know. Yes. 15 seconds. Have you yes. noticed a difference? What happens yes. inside yes. you to, to bring that about in them? And what do you see in them that shifts in them? Yes. Well, I, I, when, when, when you're asking this question, it, uh, it reminded me of a student this week that uh, I just turned my attention 100% to her. Mm. And I noticed in her eyes you know, like when, when someone's eyebrows kind of like sparkle up and like their pupils kind of dilate, <laughs> like, like it's like a physical response yes. to someone giving them their undivided attention. Yes. And I think like within me, I, I would call it a sense of presence, right? Like I am actually here and in this moment, it is just you and I together. Yeah. And how special that would f- that felt for this girl that I was dealing with. And like right now, what I'm thinking is like how I feel when someone is offering that to me. Yes. Right. And like, where's the school for that? Because I want to go to that school where you learn right. how to be present. Yeah. And I want to have an in-service on presence because I think that as teachers, we would really benefit by listening and learning from people who have somehow acquired this very important skill. Um, And 
I think not only does it help that individual student, but it helps the general um, community. It helps the, the entire grade and it helps the entire grade level when even when someone else is noticing me listening to somebody, you know, we're models of behavior, obviously. Yeah. And when I see other kids kind of imitating the way that I interact with other kids, I'm like, wow, okay, so that 10 second interaction that I just had with this girl yeah. now is permeating throughout my entire classroom. Yeah. And, 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 and what price am I going to put on that? How, what value is that? It's immeasurable. It's an immeasurable value add to the community in the classroom. So, um, you know, and I said this before, like, I, like, I'm probably a pretty good listener. Like if I was judged based, you know, out of a thousand listeners, I'm probably somewhere, you know, in the middle high somewhere in there, but man, I, I have a lot where I, I can improve. I can become a better listener. I can be more present. I know that I can, and, and I realize the importance. Um, and I would really love to be in an environment where, where not only was I trying to, to be a better listener, but we were all trying to be better listeners, right? <laughs> like not just in the classroom, but mm -hmm. in our staff meetings and in our in-services, you know, in, in the way that we deal with our family and friends and, and community outside of the classroom. Yeah. It, it is such an important skill as, in, as a kindergarten teacher, like this is, this could be like the primary thing that I do. Like, wouldn't it be great if like, it's whatever new uh, educational paradigm that comes down, whatever they call it, common core or whatever, you know, what, what, what are the really important 21st century skills? Yeah. And we just said, listening, <laughs> right? listening. And we just focused our entire economy, like, the publishers would have to write books on listening. We would go to in-services on listening. Like the principal would come in and say, okay, everybody, we're all going to be good listeners this year. <laughs> and we're going to show kids how to become good listeners. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, the listening revolution, you know, come up, coming on board <laughs> would uh, really benefit us all. And so, I, I mean, you know, I'm with you 100% and I'm getting goosebumps with everything, all of your insights. But what do you think? I mean, okay, you and I agree. Everybody agrees. No one's going to argue with us. We all want to be listened to and to mm -hmm. be acknowledged, to be seen. Mm -hmm. So if we all want that, what is the resistance and why aren't we all giving that? What do you think? <sighs> okay, so... Good question. And I'm going to go with the answer because listening cannot be monetized at this moment. Yeah. Listening cannot be evaluated at this moment. Listening, there's no standard for listening. It, listening is not a part of a standardized test. Being present um, will not increase your API score for the school. So, um, and what is measured is treasured. So we're not gonna measure the individual listeners of our communities. So therefore it's not going to be a priority. Now, I, it's, I hope I'm not sounding too negative with that, but. Um, well, yeah. I, I see why you're saying that, but I think a part of you, and I know a big part of me doesn't agree because when we listen, then you've said it yourself, then the kids, they pick up on that. Yes. The, the kids in the environment pick up on it. 
So then it gets more and more activated. And so then, and you were saying at some point how it's building community. And when yes. you're building community, then you're building cooperation and mutual respect. I hope I'm yes. not stretching this too far. No, but, I agree hundred percent. And so then isn't learning and uh, everyone learning and growing together going to improve? And so won't that yes. improve test scores? I, I, I look, I, Let's do this, Nini. Let's let's start the revolution right here on your podcast. I want like, to. <laughs> a listening revolution, and I and want and, we, to. and we can show a direct correlation between an individual learner's listening skills and whatever test scores. Let's just go with test scores. Hey, it's a game. Let's win the test score yeah. game too, because we're competitive, right? Like right. I'm a I'm a world champion jujitsu fighter. So if I want to yeah. win something, I want to win the the listening. Uh, competition <laughs> and and show how that will help test scores and API and keep all the administrators and the and the politicians happy because yeah. you know, that's what education is all about. Right. <laughs> oh, God, let's not go there. Ah. All right. Um, so, Bill, uh, no kid around. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, in. you know, I'm we in. have to unpack it. We have to yes. be honest about our own, okay, I, I didn't do it there, or this yes. is hard for me, or I saw yes. somebody, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah, well, th yeah, th yes, exactly. And, when, and another thing that just popped up with, like, how difficult this is, yeah. like, even as a kindergarten teacher, like, I've got, I've got tons of curriculum to get through, right? And it's like, I, I, people say, well, I don't have time for A, B, C, or D. And D is listening, right? So like the, the, fourth, the fourth thing on your list that you're saying you don't have time for yeah. might be listening. Like, like, how can we prioritize that? How can we, it's like, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have time for this standardized test today because listening is my priority. Yeah. Like, like that's where the revolution starts, right? Like, like let, let's look at our, what, what are the needs of our students? What is truly important? And listening is right at the top of that list. So right. let's, fo let's focus on what's important. Exactly. But also with that girl in, in mm -hmm. uh, recess, mm -hmm. how much time did it take? I mean, sometimes we have to just take away the, the, the misconceptions and the... the yes. You mm -hmm. know, I don't... I, personally, I don't think it's that hard. As a teacher, I did not find it to be that hard. I mm -hmm. needed to just, when somebody was going off, and I did teach a lot of middle school, and I, I taught the younger kids too, but I kind of anchored in middle school. But mm -hmm. um, I had to give, because they can be really demanding too, of course. Oh, I'm know. sure. Yeah. Middle school kids. Move. Yeah, yeah, because they have all the answers, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, but if they would see that for one moment, I was really there. So it, it doesn't have to take your whole day. It doesn't have to take an hour. It doesn't even have to take five minutes, you know? A few seconds, it's, huh? Yeah, it's that being present. So we're mm -hmm. going to do this, Bill. Um, Let's do it. Okay. Uh, for real, I'm not kidding. I, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, okay, good. All right, so we'll uh, wrap this up now so teachers know that they can always count on us for short, rich um, enrichment sessions on the Not Your Normal podcast. <laughs> not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning podcast. Um, yes. I love you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Nini. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. Talk, Talk soon. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.
So, what do you think? Did you enjoy this episode as much as I did? Isn't Bill an amazing example of what a kindergarten teacher can bring into the lives of his young students? I hope you'll share this episode with your peers and anyone else you know will appreciate it. And of course, you are always warmly invited to become a regular subscriber to this not-your-normal social-emotional learning podcast so that you never miss an episode, all of which are respectfully designed to enrich and support your noble endeavors as an educator. All my best to you. Until next time.